I read an article on Dr. Zoe Shaw that talks about when you experience detachment, anger, and resentment, it can feel like you're watching the train wreck from the sidelines in your own relationship. <laughs> if that's you, I want you to know there is hope. Yes. <laughs> We're going to talk about that and much more here on this episode of Couples Pursuit Live. Couples Pursuit. Hello, this is Vincent. And Valerie. Woodard. And this episode of Couples Pursuit Live. We're going to talk about how to work on your marriage, even on your own, with Dr. Zoe Shaw. Hey, Dr. Zoe. Welcome, Dr. Hey, Zoe. Vincent Valerie. So good to be here t- today. Yeah. Good to have you. Mm-hmm. We'd love for you to just share. Um, momentarily because I'm going to read your bio and then I'd love for you to just tell the people how you got started doing what you what you do uh, what drove you to that and anything else you want to share about your passion mm-hmm. um, okay so I want to share with you all Dr. Zoe Shaw is a licensed psychotherapist motivational speaker and podcast host host, life coach, and fitness fanatic. She's a mom of five and a wife, passionate about helping women who struggle in difficult relationships, especially that sometimes difficult relationship with themselves. Mm -hmm. After 15 years in traditional psychotherapy practice, Dr. Zoe jumped off the couch and now (laughs) helps women use using a different modality with a mix of virtual therapy, coaching services, and programs through a lens of psychology, faith, and a dash of feminism designed to specifically for women who are struggling in difficult relationships. Dr. Zoe is the author of Ask Dr. Zoe column in the Grit and Grace Project Women's Magazine. She has been published in the Oprah Mag, in OprahMag.com, Recovery Today Magazine, and Forbes, and is a frequent contributor to Your Tango. She writes about helping other women redefine their strength. And you can find her in the media on Instagram at Dr. Zoe Shaw, in most social places at the handle Dr. Zoe Shaw, mm-hmm. and online at drzoeshaw.com. Again, welcome, welcome. Oh. Welcome. I, I, look, I've, I've, I've started following you when I was going down this path of looking for people that are in this space of helping couples. Mm. um, Man, I have enjoyed watching your your post on your short post on Instagram and reading your articles on your blog. And um, so I'm a little fanboy. I I, I apologize (laughs) right now. But thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. I'm honored to be here. Couples are my jam. I just love them. I have a heart for them. So I'm always happy to to talk about couples issues. Mm -hmm. Well, this topic we're going to talk about today, babe. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about a couple of things that we, a couple of ways we can go. Okay. Uh, but this spoke to my heart when working on your marriage because we run into so many couples or really experience online. Um, so many couples that are in a relationship and they want the relationship to work. And my wife is one of those people. I, I, I know this relationship can work. I know it. I know it can. But sometimes it seems like you're in this relationship by yourself because the other person might have given up, has given up, decided to say, I only can do it so much. Can't get no more out of me. You're trying to squeeze, you know, from a, um, a dry cloth. There's nothing else that's coming out of this. And so, but they don't want to give up. So this topic really just spoke home because I know so many people are going through this. So Dr. Yeah. Shaw, um, how did you come about the, um, learning about how to work on your marriage, even on your own? Well, I've been doing this work, as my bio said, for quite a while. Um, I 
I work with couples and I love working with couples, but I really started to gravitate towards working with women because a lot of women would come to me. And even when I work with couples, it was usually the wife who contacted me. And so I always usually start out with the wife. And so many women feel like they're in this place of loneliness in a marriage, feeling like they want to work, but their husband won't come to therapy. So they come first. And so that's kind of how I've started working with women is helping them, first of all, understand that we can't change anyone else. We can only change ourselves, right? But changing ourselves does affect the system. And we'll talk about systems and equilibrium later. Um, But that's really how I came about uh, working with couples through sometimes working with one spouse. Mm -hmm. And and that's, I think that's what kind of spoke to me, Mm -hmm. babe. Because I know we find ourselves in that situation yeah. uh, before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a lot of years, yeah. um, I wanted to work on the marriage, and he was like, mm, go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered. I have done all that I can. Um, I love to quote his, his, his famous line, I'm a good guy, because he uh-huh. really is a good, good guy. Man. You got a good man. And I'm like, boy, bye. Um, <laughs> because he really is a great man. an awesome person, a provider, loving, kind, gentle, all those things. But there were things within him that he needed to work on to have peace. And what would happen is throughout the marriage, his peace would become disturbed. Mm -hmm. And when his peace was disturbed, his inner peace was disturbed. (laughs) The house was disturbed. Right. I literally would say it was like 98% of the time he was just the coolest dude. Mm -hmm. And then 2% of the time he just turned to this person that I didn't know. Yes. And that was very disruptive. And I began to feel alone in trying to manage that. You you have five children. We have three. And we have blended Mm -hmm. family. We each had one when we married. And it was very, very difficult. And so I can see why he was like, oh, this is someone I want to talk to. Because many, many women feel that way in a relationship. Absolutely. And here's the reality is that women initiate divorce at multiple times the rate that men do. Most divorces are initiated by women. And especially in long-term marriages, most... And women will say, I've been telling you for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And men are like, what happened? I thought we were fine. <laughs> and it, it's classic. It's classic. And, and so, right. I'm a good guy. What's the problem, right? What else do you want? And so there are a lot of women who are in this situation of feeling like, you know, he doesn't seem to feel like there's any problem. And I'm sitting over here all by myself, feeling like the train wreck, feeling like I'm lonely. What do I do? If he's not in it, what can I do? So that's what, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That leads us to the, the first um, point when I read the art, um, this article, how we were going this direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one good point. It says, when your spouse is upset with you, don't promise to make a change too soon. Um, right. That that is that's just spoke a lot to me. What, what, what can you clarify that a little more? Yeah. Well, first, it, for the listener that is in this space, I, in order to start working on your marriage by yourself, you actually need to make a clear decision because a lot of times women are in a place of I want to work on it, but maybe I'm halfway out. He seems like and so when you're working from a place of being on the fence, you're not going to get very far. Mm -hmm. So you need to first make a decision. I'm in this and I'm going to do this 
or I'm out. So once, so I encourage a woman who's in that space to first have that conversation with herself, first make that commitment again, because honestly we commit every day to a relationship. It's not just a one-time thing that lasts forever. We have to intentionally commit. But once you've decided, okay, I'm committing, then yes, we want to look at these steps. And one of the first things, especially if you know your husband has an issue with something and you want to, or your wife, I mean, it goes both ways, but if if you're sometimes so desperate to fix something, you'll say, okay, I'm going to change this. I'll change this and I'll change this and I'll change this. And this is a cyclical pattern that sometimes happens in relationship. You promise to change because you want the relationship to work, but you haven't sat and thought about things like, why do I do that behavior in the first place? How does that behavior serve me? Right. And in changing it, is that something that I can maintain long-term? So before you make any promise to change, first sit with that. And a lot of people feel like, well, if I say that, then it'll seem like I don't want the relationship to work. No, if you look at your spouse and we're going to talk about authenticity too, but if you look at your spouse and honestly say, I know that that's an issue you have with me. I want to think about it and consider it. I want to understand why I do it and make sure that I'm able to change or that if I commit to a change, I can keep that. Most people are going to respect that. That actually feels better. He's actually going to believe you more than to just say, okay, I won't do that anymore. So, so think about it, actually make that, that commitment to process that with yourself. That is really, that's really good information because it's difficult to, as much as we want to change things Mm -hmm. about ourselves, like without any outside influence or, or input, it's difficult to make that change until we find out, oh, first we recognize that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And then we need to find the root of the behavior. Right. And then we can change how we think about that. Mm-hmm. And then we can can make the decision, oh, I don't want to do that anymore because number one, the result, it, the way it affects me, right. my family, my mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. And and then go forward. And if we make that promise too soon, then it's like, you know, it's like saying the sun's not going to come up in the morning when it, it's <laughs> exactly. going to come up every morning. It's still going to come up. Well, and that, that. you want to understand why. So when you understand why, oh, I do this behavior because it serves me in this way, because it makes me feel safe, because it makes me feel whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can recognize, yes, it's hurting my spouse. So how can I still get that gain in a different way? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. I love Absolutely. what you said about um, committing every day. That is, that's, that's powerful. That's true. Most How? people don't think about it that way. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. we did it one time 25 years ago. 25 years ago. I said I do. Right. I said I do. Did you hear what right. you there? I believe you. <laughs> it's like the guy, and usually it's the guy, the male that says, well, I, you know, I love you. Mm-hmm. I told Why you, you and years ago. <laughs> I need Again. to hear that. I need to Again. see that. Love yeah. is action, you know, it is action. as well. So that's true. So, how do, true. so when we come from um, that, what you just said, how we need to own our behavior and, and also um, commit ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so what's next? So we, I, I get the gist of, of that. Like, you know, okay, all right. Okay. Every day, this, it's a new... I'm in this. Yeah, I'm in this. I'm in yeah. this. I want to because I, I see... Some um, like as we intro detachment, and you kind of get you know some things are kind of you lose control of you know it's not really that quite bond as it was before. So all right now, all right, Doctor Zola, I got you. So I'm commit to this. I'm going to own my 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 behavior. Well, 
What's next? This is good. This is good. Yeah. Well, this might actually sound like counterintuitive. This might sound like an oxymoron, but what I'm going to ask you to do if you're in the space of working on your marriage by yourself is to begin to distance yourself. And someone hearing that might go, but wait, I thought, I thought, well, yes, you are. But when we come to our spouse with this anxious energy, when we start to move toward him and pull, his natural human reaction is going to be to move away, right? Mm. And so what you have to do actually is recognize, wait, it's me I'm changing. I'm not trying to make him do anything. Mm. And I need to give myself some distance. I need to give him some distance. And we're looking at something called interdependence, right? Versus dependence, which is actually a healthy state. When we look at relationships, I like to think of, um, of uh, what are those circles called? I'm missing concentric circles like that's a Venn diagram so if we think about a Venn diagram if we think of a circle by itself and two circles by itself not intersecting that's not healthy in a relationship right but two circles on top of each other is also not healthy so we want to think about a Venn diagram where you each have your individual selves and you have a healthy intersection and most of the time what you have to do is distance which is approving to yourself I'm okay by myself I'm okay on my head I want this relationship to work and how can I distance yet still maintain commitment to the relationship? That, that is so good. I, I, I think about when you uh, brought that up interdependency versus codependency mm-hmm. and how sometimes you hear couples uh, what did I say, right? What did I say? Dependency. Okay, and yes. And um, how sometimes you hear couples say, well, he, can, he completes me or they complete me, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, okay, well, so they're having a bad day. You're going to have a bad day. That's basically what we're saying here. You know, if if they're not happy, you're not going to be happy. And I understand to help show empathy. I do Mm -hmm. understand that. But the fact that, you know, sometimes the spouse could just be going through some depression, going through some things they have to work out. And, you know, so both of you, (laughs) this is not going to help for both of you to be depressed. And both of you try to, you know, find yourself trying to help each other out through this anxiety this state of of we're so angry and mad and i'm angry right. and mad you're angry and mad so we just we, we're just not going to talk we're not going to even talk about the issue or the subject so we need to find ourselves like i said distance ourselves so we can actually take some time to repair what's going on with us i love that i love yeah, that to self self-evaluate as right. well because we also should be uh independent enough mm-hmm. to not be moved by every emotion of our spouse mm-hmm. like because he's upset that doesn't mean oh my gosh what did I do to make you upset or well what's what's your problem it shouldn't become <laughs> just because he feels that way I care enough to know that he feels that way mm-hmm. and then I also care enough to know how he likes to to be uh, approached mm-hmm. or not approached when he's mm-hmm. feeling that way. Can mm-hmm. we talk about it versus taking it onto myself and then making it my problem or our problem when he is obviously the one who's having an issue? That doesn't mean I don't care. It right. just means that I am still an individual, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not like a, I like to say, um, he's not my personal thermostat. <laughs> right. I love that. My temperature. Yes. That is that is so good. That is so good. So that's from the state of, you know, committing to the relationship every day and then understanding that um, when your spouse is upset with you, don't make promises. Um, 
our changes too soon. Like, but I will right. never do that again. But what yeah. did you do? Yeah. I don't know, but you didn't like it, so I will <laughs> never do it again. Yeah. So we need right. to find ourselves at a place where we have to distance ourselves sometimes, not bring so much of that anxious energy. Like, I want this to work so bad. I, I want you so, I want this to work. And the person is like, wait a minute now, you know, mm-hmm. we, we're trying to get back to a good place because. You know, we find ourselves going kind of astray, so you, know, you can't really bring all the anxious energy on me. So, what's next, Doctor? So, what's next from we get to friends of distancing ourselves, mm-hmm. not so much pulling ourselves away from the relationship, just so we self repair ourselves. So, what's next? What's the good stuff? Exactly. So, when you do come back to the relationship, because you know, I like to think of relationships as kind of going like this, right? They're kind of going together, coming apart, going together. So, in your coming together times, when there are things that you need to address, it's very important that you only address one thing I at like a time. I like that. I like that. Because often, especially if someone's conflict avoidant, which means you you always, you know, you're trying to avoid conflict at all times. Once a conflict happens, Conflict avoidant people will tend to bring everything in the kitchen sink because it's like, okay, we're fighting, we're arguing. Okay, let me bring it all in Mm -hmm. to get all this over with because I don't like conflict, but now we're here, let's do it. And then nothing gets resolved because you've just brought 43 issues, Mm -hmm. right? And you're just continually talking about things and it's just piling and piling. And so if there's an issue, you guys need to work on and agree to only talk about that one thing mm-hmm. and attempt to resolve that one thing and then come back to other things later. You can table them, mm-hmm. but start with just just one. And I wanted to, to piggyback on the things that you said, because when we were talking about the whole inter- interdependence thing, codependency is that feeling of your feeling is my feeling, right? So you're angry. Oh, we're angry. Mm-hmm. That is essentially the, 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 what codependency is. And yes, you want to move away from that. So it's beautiful that you talked about interdependency and codependency and there's a difference. Yeah. Yes. That's, um, that, that is so good because sometimes in a relationship we, can, I, I used to find myself saying, um, you always do this, you yeah. know. You, you <laughs> every time we talk about this, you, you're always saying that. I'm like, and my wife, like, really, always? No one <laughs> ever, always, or never does anything, yeah. and that that can become so infuriating. And one of the yes. issues that we did have was he was conflict avoidant. Now we don't we don't have that issue. He's open mm-hmm. to talk about things. But I would always wonder and wants to talk about, I'm like, why do you just keep bringing up everything else? I want to talk about this issue. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes, well, you always do this or that. And then we argue about that. And so it's very true what you're saying about how you have to stay focused on that one issue. And if you have an issue with your spouse because, or you're the person you're in a relationship with, if that person is passive, passive, aggressive, aggressive, then you don't know if you don't understand that about them, then you don't know how they're going to communicate mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that could just create a whole, you know, knotted ball of yarn that you'll never get out of. You won't mm-hmm. resolve anything. Mm-hmm. You know? So what happens? I know I'm, I'm taking the side row. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be respectful for the time. But what happens when you do find yourself like with so many things you do want to talk about? I know you said table them. So, 
how long should it stay on the table? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Takes well, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you have so many issues, then really what you have is a pressure cooker. And what that means is that you've gone years sometimes without addressing things that you should address. Right. So you, you've got to start slowly. What I suggest for every couple, and even if he's not really willing to work, he might be willing to do this. And that is every couple should have a weekly business meeting and a weekly date. Mm. A weekly business meeting is a time where you set aside and you talk about business. You talk about family business, you talk about relationship business, you talk about the things that are sometimes uncomfortable, but need to be talked about in order for business to work in your family or your relationship. And so that's the time when you're going to put those up. And so maybe you can make a whole list of all all of your issues and maybe every week you address two or three of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe if it's a big one, you're only going to address one. But if you're doing this on a regular basis, then you will get through them over time. And then also it's a contained period. So your spouse isn't going to be like, she's always on me. He already knows. OK, it's business. <laughs> it, it's time limited. We're going to sit and we're going to do this. But also you have to have the date because the date is when you don't talk about any business. Right. The date is just pure enjoyment. How you two can just enjoy each other and enjoy each other's presence like you did when you dated. You don't talk about kids. You don't talk about finances. You don't talk about the house. Nothing. So that's a way that you can kind of get started going into that. And then you don't always have to be angry and be in a conflict right. you know, situation to address some things. That yeah. is so good. That, I think that. Yeah. And then it doesn't spill over into, Correct. you know, the rest of your time together is not mm-hmm. filled with anxiety about, well, I need to talk to you about this or, or is she going to come at me with something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about? Right. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. That, you is know. So that is so good. Yeah. Oh, so thank you for that side, uh, taking that side <laughs> But I'll only address the issues, the one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, when we come back together, because we have our, we took a little distance away so we can actually work on ourselves, repair ourselves, and we came back together. So now with the issue at hand, we talked about that issue. Mm-hmm. And we're dealing with this one thing at a, at a time. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to tackle all of them at one time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm good. I think I'm uh, as a man... And I'm just from my point of view. I'm I'm saying, okay, all right. This is these are some really good steps just to try. Um, so after we come to the, talking about the issue, what, what's next, Doctor Zoe? Well, I want you to understand the system. So I want you to remember that although when women come into my practice, when men come into my practice, mm-hmm. often it's he needs to be fixed. How can we fix him, <laughs> or how can we fix her? Right? If they would just change then we'll be fine. Life will be great. It would be, but that it doesn't work that way. And so instead you have to go, okay, wait, how can I change? And so that's what you need to focus on is yourself. You need to remember that you're part of the half the equation. Even if it's just the fact that you chose him, that's part of the equation, right? And so you have to come back and focus on what am I doing? What have I done? How am I contributing to this? Now, I want you to remember that a relationship is a system and all systems seek equilibrium. And so anytime you change yourself, if you up level, unfortunately, the system's going to try to pull you back down to prior level of functioning. This is not a conscious thing. It's just going to happen. And so you have to recognize that and be prepared for it. Because often when you make a change in the relationship and your spouse gets worse, you think, oh, it didn't work. Boundaries don't work. This doesn't work. (laughs) You know, it doesn't work. No, 
It's that the system is trying to pull you back to equilibrium. And so your job is to stay solid and strong. And eventually, if the system can't pull you back, the system will rise because it always seeks equilibrium. And so I want you to keep that in your mind as you're seeking to make these changes in your marriage. Remember that idea of a system and what you're doing and what you're going to expect. It'll get worse before it gets better. Love that. That's such good information. Wow. That's, that's, um, I'm, it's I'm, not personal. Yeah. It's right. just the way it's it is. Not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of a, a, a geek at heart. <laughs> and, um, and so the, 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 the whole system thing that really makes sense to me because it has to calibrate, it has to calibrate itself. It has to, it does. You know, it's seek its level. Yeah, seek its level. Mm-hmm. And it's willing to adjust, but it doesn't like big spikes at one time or big lows at one time. You know, calibrate and it wants to continue to evolve and get better. And as a relationship, we should seek to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that's just, it's, like I said, me just being, uh, I like computers. I, I understand that a lot. And knowing that sometimes, Okay, well, we tried this. We did this step. Doctors always said, do this. And we did that. Check, check, check. And then... It's not not getting better. I I know you probably had some patients like this, but... Oh, yeah. The fact that you said this, it might get worse for you. It gets better. It's it's a reality check for me. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, okay, but it's going to get... I believe if we continue to work on this marriage is going to get better mm-hmm. you know to have hope to have a uh, expectation that it's going to get better and I wanted to get better not right. just to pacify my wife right. not just to do all the things so she won't get on me anymore mm-hmm. I've done that <laughs> <laughs> but actually wrong motivation yeah that's the wrong motivation yeah. and it, it, it yeah. got us to maybe a uh, uh, a safe place you know whatever but then when we got back on the journey again you know the trials and tribulations of life come up and I, I'm stumbling I'm falling and rolling on the ground I'm like, this is not what's supposed to happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you go through this the the cycle you know if you don't interrupt the process it will eventually just start right up again and True. go around and around and we actually got to a place in our marriage where I think I literally said to him I want to get off. Yes. I want off. Yes. Of the, the merry-go-round because, mm-hmm. and I had to take responsibility. It's not your fault. It's not just your fault because <laughs> when I spoke earlier about the type of communication, if I'm passive about things that he does, if I'm passive aggressive about, if I'm not assertive, I'll just put it that way. If I'm not assertive about a thing, um, or he's not responsive to my assertiveness, we don't get anywhere. Yeah. And then right. we just right. we just kind of bump heads for a while, and yeah. then we stop. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we figure out how to get intertwined again to get life and family and, you know, everything going, and nothing gets resolved. Well, that, that is that wow. Way. That is so good. What time is, you know you, you're doing a good interview. You know you're on a good interview when you always run out of time. <laughs> and you got so many more questions, but you know what that means, Dr. Zoe. We have to have you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to come back on. Yeah. Talk some more yeah. and be able to share. I believe this is going to help a lot of people. I do. Um, and before we, before we go, I really would like to hear um, I guess just last words from you um, before before we say goodbye to honor because I know they're going to wonder wow okay what does Dr. Zoe think about this that and the third whatever but just like you said the system give us the the the, the, the play you know saying so not so much we're going to run this we're going to do this we're going to do that but the overall strategy that's the word I'm looking for of, of, of how to work on your marriage um, even on your own 
Right. So the overall strategy is to recognize that it's about you, not about him, that you've got to work on your own self, fixing yourself, understanding yourself, that um, you want to also recognize that any change that you do will change the system. And here's a little tip. There's, there, there's a, a concept called successive approximation, and that's, that's rewarding successive, successive approximations, I should say. And Las Vegas understands this very well, and that is actually what gambling is based on, right? So when we're looking at, at other people's behavior and, and looking for change, number one, it's important that you praise, praise, praise every... So successive approximation is when someone makes a little movement in that area in the, in the direction you want to go. He might not be there, but he made a little movement. You praise that. And a lot of women have problems doing that because they're like, well, he didn't do it all. He only did five dishes. Why am I going <laughs> to praise that? He didn't finish all the dishes. I don't want him to think that that's what I want. And so they say nothing or they criticize it, which is actually reducing the behavior. But when you praise that successive approximation, the behavior will increase. And so I just want to encourage you in that as you look at changing how you respond to your partner, because it's all about how you're responding, not about just fixing him. Wow. That is is really good. My goodness. My goodness. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) I know this is going, this is, this has just been a a blessing to me to be able to, uh, just have this conversation with you to be able to meet you finally meet you and to be able to just talk about helping couples and uh, everything that we can do to help you feel free to reach out like I said we're going to hopefully we'll talk again and be able to um, share some more Uh, so one more time I know we read a lot of stuff did we leave anything out in the bio of how they can get in touch with you um, no, Instagram's my jam. So you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Zoe Shaw. I have a podcast called Stronger in the Difficult Places. I'd love for you to check that out if you have any difficult relationships, not just spouse, but all kinds, parental, friend, um, all the deal. So, yeah. All righty. So. All righty. All righty. Yeah. So, close up, babe. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you all for joining us. Um, we have enjoyed Dr. Zoe Shaw. Dr. Zoe, she said you can reach her in most places at Dr. Zoe Shaw. Mm-hmm. Instagram is her jam. As she says, <laughs> look her up. Uh, send your questions, comments. We uh, hope and pray, as always, that you continue to pursue your relationship, pursue your spouse Mm -hmm. in such a way that you have a healthier, happier life together. And in doing so, um, that you will also create healthier, happier families, Mm -hmm. communities, um, and in essence, a healthier, happier world. We want to thank you again, Dr. Zoe, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) We look forward to talking with you again in the future and until next time we'll see you here again on Couples Pursuit Live. Take care. Bye. Bye.